Just bit now. All right, sorry. Yeah, that was a distracting uh, start, and I apologize. Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin, and along with me today are Charles and Luke. And I, we were talking, and I didn't know if you guys had thought about this in the last twenty seconds. And it's been like three minutes. Do we want to? What, what did you think of a, a little uh, d- dash blank to notate this? Did you think of something fun? Uh, I'm not sure. I kind of like the Nutty Buddies. Uh, I, I really like it. <laughs> just take it the my... one title and just make it the thing. It was my favorite of our titles so far. Well, I always go back. Like, so when I decided to start doing the um, solo tag, I went back and re-soloed everything. So that episode would be called Nutty Buddies Dash Nutty Buddies. It would be <laughs> Nutty Buddies Dash The Nutty Buddies. There's That's, an important distinction. You know what? There. That's actually like a a very big uh, like qualifier like that's the Mm -hmm. episode for it but nutty but i mean i'm not opposed i got no qualms we'll keep workshopping but i don't think (laughs) that's a bad one no we'll do a little okay we can do a little workshopping but yeah um did lou did everyone bring topics i we didn't even ask we didn't even talk about i I did i brought a topic i mentioned last time that i uh wanted it's really the only thing i have Uh, i just want to say my piece on it and then we don't have to spend too long on it but it's definitely uh, not and, something to break the ice with. Right, okay. which which I brought two things to break the ice with. Right. One opening icebreaker, one closing icebreaker. Uh, so I'll jump right into my opening icebreaker, which is who are two celebrities you would bring with you for the zombie apocalypse? Uh, and I'll start to give you guys a second because it took me a little bit to think about this one. And also because Kevin's going to steal one of my answers if I don't answer first. Okay. Uh, so I would bring Mythical Chef Josh from Mythical Kitchen because of Ooh. a number of reasons. So here's reason number one. The man can improvise uh, junk food or low-quality food into gourmet meals. And I feel like during the zombie apocalypse, you'd be scavenging a lot of potted meats or dry foods, dry ingredients. And he could throw those together into a gourmet dish that would make a lot better of a meal than what most people could do. And secondly... He can bust out a lot of historical facts that would make him a phenomenal orator of human history post-humanity. So those two things would make him a good choice. So you'd be using him... So one, you're concerned about quality of food in the apocalypse? That's interesting. That's not on my bucket on my list, but it would be it would be a huge morale improvement. It, it would, would be a gigantic no, that's, quality of life. That's true. Less uh, yeah, Less Stroud yeah, talks right. about that. In, you you uh, want to eat roasted rat over a fire every night? Wow, that's funny. You I mean, brought I, Less Stroud up. Well, Less Stroud in in Survivor Man talks all the time about how a good meal is like a, a night and day difference in how you feel out there in the wilderness. Yeah. So you know, I I can see that. Yes, I do want to eat cooked rat over a fire. I'm not going to deny that, but yeah. What you would be using is so have you guys seen um Castlevania on Netflix? The, the yep. anime? most of it isn't the job of the mages in that they're the, the the storytellers of that world and they don't write it down, they just share it. It's all like memorization right. and share. Are you using yep. him as one of them? Just like uh, talk out to everything, yeah. So that's the second function I'm using him for, that's definitely right. a part of it. And then the third function I would use him for is a. Uh, He's essentially a nutritionist. And back in, like, medieval times, people didn't know a lot about how to prevent scurvy. Uh, He, like, I heard him bring up something about um, how uh, iodized salt can help prevent, like, goiters in people. I didn't know anything about that. So, like, nutritional deficiencies that would cause it. It's an enormous tumor that grows from your neck. 
It's disgusting. At that point, you'll just get killed for like impersonating a zombie. You're not allowed yeah. to have goiters. 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 Sounds like a like a like a Yiddish slang. Yep. So I there's function number okay. three. Uh, he there could you go. he could prevent uh, nutritionally deficient grotesque deformities, right. uh, which would be really beneficial. At least one of them. And and number four, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if that's one. one more than the guy I picked, I don't know. Well, so imagine we got scurvy and we're walking around, our teeth are falling out, and we're groaning, and we're like, yeah. it looks like a zombie, you know? Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And then uh, number four, the man's really fit. I feel like he would be able to handle himself in a scrap. He's got a lot of oh, stamina. Number, right, yeah. Send, send him out scouting, doing all manner of different yeah. fitness-related tasks. He's got the cardio, you know. He's got what we need. Actually, he doesn't have the cardio. That's the one thing he doesn't do. He's very open about that. The man does not train in cardio at all. He gets winded going upstairs. It's bad. Well, he would he would learn. <laughs> yeah, he's got he the foundation learn. to allow cardio to become a part of it. So so that's my first celebrity. Yeah, okay. my My second celebrity, I was kind of waffling over this, uh... Neil deGrasse Tyson. Worst choice. Whoa. He's the worst, dude. Whoa. So imagine you're sitting by your campfire at night, right? And uh, he's like, <laughs> do you see up there this constellation? He could regal you for hours. He could put you to sleep if you're having difficulty sleeping. You're like, oh, man, no. the world's so horrible. There are zombies everywhere. And he goes on with this long, boring explanation about astrology. And wham, bam, you are dead asleep. Now... I felt great about Mythical Kitchen, Josh. I do not feel, <laughs> I do not feel as solid about Neil deGrasse Tyson. There were, I was like, yeah. do I know of any famous scientists who could help rebuild humanity? And then yeah. I was like, I would I take Bill Nye I, over I over Neil deGrasse any day. Yeah. Well, if 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 I'm if if just if the prompt uh, in my mind is I need a scientist, I would take Bill Nye over that any any day. Well, sure. so I've heard a lot of people celebrity about... scientist. Sorry. Uh, so I've heard a lot of people mention about uh, meeting Bill Nye in person and saying he's an asshole. Yeah, like, I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking multimillionaire slash fake scientist. Like, yeah, I bet he is an asshole. I don't care. I don't want to. I don't want to be around that Neil asshole. Neil deGrasse every day. Tyson is is the science version of astrology girls. Like he is. He thinks that the most basic scientific principles are like earth shattering in the way he sells them to you. That it would. I would. I would shoot him. 10 minutes in right. he'd be like did you, did you know photosynthesis now it's this crazy thing it's where a plant is able to pull energy out of the i think i'm doing a really good job right. acting yeah, like I him pull energy are, right? out of the sun and put it into itself converting and i'd be like dude fucking yes i get it plants they 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 eat the sun i get it shut up stop i can't do this anymore i'm out uh, you're bringing up some pretty inarguable points. Uh, I'm not I saying he's not a smart dude with a lot of fun stuff to keep it going, but the way, right. like, his his pitch is just like, I can't. I, I think he's I'll... good at what he does because he sensitizes the explanations in that way. So yeah. It brings people who don't know about it, like, yeah. kind of in. Yeah. Without yeah. being like, hey, you know, this is appealing to children, but, like, you should know this, too. Yeah. I might I might upcycle him into somebody else's zombie group and see if I could find a better. Person. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You're, you're bringing up some <laughs> right. Uh Luke, do your zombie picks if you're ready. If not, I'll go. Okay. Well, my first thought, my knee-jerk choice was Chuck Norris right off the bat. Classic, classic but, pick. 
that's, he's that's old. Primarily, I know, and that's so. That's the other thing. Very primarily old. It was in defense. It's like really old. <laughs> like but so. Old. If we're talking about the actual, the the actual celebrity and not characters. Like, right. Yeah. We're like not a, like a year or two ago, I had to Google whether or not he was alive still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he just turned eighty. Like, didn't he just have his eightieth birthday? He's way way up there. I'm on it. Keep going. I'm pretty sure that he still advertises Nordic. He's eighty-two. So. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. But anyways, 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 that's not the point. Uh, so realizing that that's probably not a good idea, being eighty-two years old, I right. would probably take someone. I get two. Yep, you get two. Um, so someone like Les Stroud, like Survivor classic, Man, yep, uh, would be super useful. And then, how big of a celebrity do they have to be? They have like, to be uh, you, household. I I was okay. I was thinking about this too. Um, they they do have to be household, but like members of the scientific community or people who are specialists in their field that are well known enough that you probably could have read about them in a magazine. Right. I'll allow it. They here's and and I, I'm not gonna. That's fair because it's his question. I'm just saying. I I think it, they have to have been on a talk show or something. Like they have to have been broadcast right. to to the populace and. No, that's it. The other one's stupid. That's it. I just, I feel like they have to be something that you could be like, oh, I saw them on, not even like Jimmy Fallon bullshit, but like I saw them on uh, uh, ABC Good Morning or whatever. Like they were just there. I'll still, I'll still allow like Time Magazine. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, okay. That's, you know, that's, that's big. That's, that's true. You're right. You're right. You right. Yeah, you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. I said that so stupid. Yeah, yeah you right. <laughs> uh... I would probably bring someone like, uh, well, I don't know, Elon Musk. I uh, thought about that, too. Now, I don't I like mean, Elon Musk, but could you imagine the things he might be able to put together for the group? Nothing. He is on record, like, or not on record. He has been proven to have stolen almost every idea he's had. Oh, that's the other reason other I didn't pick him is because I don't. Yeah. I don't actually know anything about what he's personally accomplished. So I just this, know what he said he's accomplished. There's this so really funny TikTok where uh, they were breaking down uh, SpaceX and one of... Or no, wait. SpaceX is the other guy? Which one's his? Yeah, no. His is SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. Blue yeah, Origin SpaceX. is is Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Um, he's just this, this random reporter, uh, is, is, is sitting there talking to him and he's like, yeah, here's this. Um, we have this two stage, uh, system where the top is all hydrogen and the bottom's all whatever. And he, and the reporter just goes, well, not both of them. And Elon Musk stops for a minute and he goes, that's something we're working on. And the same dude interviewed him one year later. And while they're talking, Elon, he, Elon goes, okay, so here's the new version. Uh, both, it's got a two stage where they're both using, I think it was hydrogen, uh, and the guy just goes, oh, wow, so you actually took that. And he's, or not took that, but he says, he's like, oh, you use that idea or whatever. And Elon Musk is just like, well, yeah, I mean, it came to me while we were having that conversation. And it's like, it, no, it didn't come to you. Some dude told you. Some dude literally, like, right here was like, hey, do a two-stage. And he was like, hmm, good idea. Happy I thought of it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I have, Fuck my, Elon I have Musk. my two. Uh... I'm I'm sorry, this isn't you. shit on your guys' choices. I'm being a jerk. No, no. But you know what? That's my it's niche a, now. It's, I, a lot, it's a lot to think about, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to lean into like... that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kind of steer the car down, make sure I don't approve of what you guys do in your lives. That's really the way I want to go. It may mean we're doing something right. Hey, who knows? Know. Who knows? We've all got <laughs> character comedy. We're rolling with it. Uh, uh, sorry. So 
Chuck Norris is out of the question. Okay. Elon Musk, I mean, that's just dumb. So, well, I'm it, going with... it, the concept was good. I, I think right. the concept was pretty good. Yeah, I like this where is your head is like, at. It, it requires some thought, but what mm-hmm. I'm going with is Miranda Lambert and Leonardo DiCaprio. I actually like those choices more than the previous two, even though they're way less, yep. you know, I think that's so, great. Part of the reason having oh, Miranda Lambert there is very shallow, and I'm sure everybody can assume why. But that's your choice, though. That's like your because you really that, like her. That's voice. your whole so, pass. That's your the lady. Other, the other reason wow. why Respect. I choose her is because I once watched a hunting show where Miranda Lambert was a guest on on the hunting show, and okay. I watched her. Katniss Everdeen. It. Well, she used a gun. Okay, was well, still badass. But I just taken a guess. I was she wrong. She shot a deer. She then cleaned it, or dress it. I don't know what the term is, but I she either split it open and dumped its guts out, and then hauled this deer up onto her ATV. And I was just like, "Dang, that woman can take care of herself somewhat." I mean, you're not wrong. She, she she's better than I can uh, at, yeah. at dressing a deer. I, I've never had to do anything like that, so so I think somebody with some practical skills like that, who's also smoking hot, is right. That's always a big plus. I actually uh, have a similar plus. similar choice. That's why I the, picked Mythical Kitchen. Leo, I mean, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, he's in. I mean, he's in every facet of what goes on on this planet. I think. It's you think he'll still be Leo in in like? Have you seen This Is Us? Is that what it's Can called? It? This uh, is no, it, no, no. This look this, up. No, 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 not that. The comedy um, post-apocalyptic movie of the Rapture with Seth Rogen, James Franco, uh, Jonah Hill. Oh, oh, um, oh. you're the, talking about. Uh, I I don't know right, but you guys know the movie I'm talking about. But that movie it it constantly plays on the idea of what a celebrity is like in in a post apocalyptic and you know like yeah uh, Hermione you know Emma Watson is like a badass who kicks their asses and goes and Channing Tatum becomes a sub and like Michael Sarah gets impaled by something right Michael Sarah's super into cocaine and he hits on Rihanna and then dies like all this kind of crazy stuff so I'm like. You think Leo would be like the guy, like the in t- the in touch guy? I'm just curious if that's your if, version. Even if he wasn't, could you imagine how cool he would look? Oh, he looks so cool. with his hair in the way that he is, in with all that hair, and you know his his right. face, you his, his face. You guys know his face. I've seen I it. Do. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it. All right. Uh, no, I, 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 I like think it. He actually cares about like the organizations that he founds. And, well, he's and super into uh, global warming and climate change and stuff. He's a big, right. big proponent of that. Yeah. So, so I'm actually your whole be. life without learning nothing. You've yeah. you've got a good point here, Lucas. And I'm actually swapping out Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's a solid choice. Just imagine you need a group ambassador. You send Snoop Dogg to any other group of There's people. There's one. There's one except for like Snoop Dogg though, white supremacists. I was thinking. Well, that there's that's not actually where I went. <laughs> yeah, but hey, right. since you mentioned that, there's another one. He's a he's a crip. So any gang affiliated stuff, you're 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 up uh, shit's creek. But the big issue with bringing Snoop Dogg along in that scenario is, what's that guy gonna be like without his weed? 
He's not going to have an endless supply of weed. We'll get him some weed, man. There's you can't a lot always of... get him weed. If a lot of people, well, if a lot of people are dead, I, he's probably coming with some weed. He's yeah, probably got a lot of You know how much weed. he smokes? Uh, you could fill a van and it'll be gone by Tuesday with that guy. I so that's our objective. Boy. We travel from place to place <laughs> getting <laughs> Snoop Dogg. It's like searching for Twinkies, but, you know, Indica. As right. long as we, we just... keep Snoop Dogg stoned <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. can, we can parlay with any we can do anything out there. <laughs> yeah no i you know what that's a good point that's a good point uh that's the quest that's the quest my two choices are very simple uh i do not anticipate living long in a post-apocalyptic scenario but if i do that's cool so my two dudes are uh, my two people terry cruz because Ooh. he's very smart, he's hilarious, his body is toy. And do you know what? Here's one thing. You, this is what I was being a nitpicker, but that's because I had to think about Terry Crews specifically when it comes to muscle-bound celebrities. So for someone like The Rock, there's no question. The Rock is on, he's on the juice. The Rock is on steroids. There's like a ton of people like, some. what was his name? Some wrestler called him out recently for being like, you can't be that big at 50 still. And not that big, but that clean. You know, because The Rock is like, Right. He's he's the definition of chiseled out of clay. Uh, Terry Crews is a lo- uh, a very loud proponent of natural uh, fit, and he's like constantly like, "I'm getting smaller." You can see in my pictures, I'm not going to get bigger again. I do what I can. I get you know, I used to be able to do ten sets on bench. Now I can only do eight before my body tells me to stop. Like so, I feel like in terms of realistic standards of how he can maintain, I think he can hold the body. And like I said, he's hilarious. I just want to be around him, so he'll he'll be a good uplifting spirit. Number two, Gal Gadot. And it is Gadot. It's not Gadot. She drew, she corrected Jimmy Fallon. Here's why. One, full smoke show. Like, absolute. Just oh, one of the most God. beautiful women in Hollywood. There's no question. But two, she was in the Israeli army for two years. She knows how to kick some goddamn That's ass. That's true. She is That's a true. badass woman. If, you know, if I was going to go with a badass. I think everybody does. Right. Is uh, mm-hmm. Mosher's ex-girlfriend, Sam Cloisey. She had to do the Israeli army thing. Wow. I mean, Is that true? Huh? I don't know. Interesting. That's what he said. I believe him. I guess I believe him, too. They yeah. say she was in the Israeli army for two years. Oh, so. no. It's, I don't think... Something you have to do is like a civil service yeah. in Israel. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Um, Nobody uh, got my was... callback to they say. I was trying to do a bit there. If, if I was going with... Uh, I, I didn't. Oh, I right, know. from the last time. Yeah, like, I was trying to right, keep yeah. the continuity they going, said. and it's all fucked. Anyways. It's good. Well, no, it, we, we're establishing our own deep lore here. <laughs> yeah, uh, the deep lore is that you guys don't remember it. And then you say it, and then we're <laughs> yeah. like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, as, as far as uh, shredded-ass Hollywood women goes, uh, I would pick Brie Larson out of the whole spectrum she's insufferable of though but she is i love her ready no she, she is she's shredded. she she knows she knows how to how to punch it down i tell you what i, I, love her. I, remember I have in an episode of community that she guest starred in we don't talk I've, about community. i've scarcely i think seen... i told you this last time you brought up community yeah. we don't it's talk about I'm community trying, around. I'm to no i don't want this to be a bit we don't talk about <laughs> community around. get our, out of here our deep floor is floundering yeah yeah fair <laughs> Uh, uh, so, are you swapping yeah. again to Brie now, or are you staying off Brie? I'm and... keeping Snoop Dogg. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I, I know what I'm you. about. I'm a, I, yeah. I, I think those are all really solid answers. I, I can't... I, I think... And I've, I've, I've just post-apocalyptic in general, 
I, I do truly believe I would be one of the early ones out because I'd be like, man, this really sucks. Anyone want to play? And they'll be like, bam, shoot me dead and steal all my stuff. I'm done. Oh, we we all would. We yeah, would, no, we, we would yeah, all be gone. Sure. I, I like to think that, yeah, I like to think I wouldn't, but yeah. I my, my only advantages that I would have in the beginning is that I live on a third floor apartment. <laughs> and that you live nowhere. Yeah, I live in the yeah, middle of nowhere in a third uh, third story yeah. apartment. It would be that would be to my credit. I don't know how uh, stairs averse zombies are, but I have to assume, <laughs> I have to assume that they don't want to climb a lot of stairs. Yeah, uh, they. But if if I'm following every zombie movie out there, which are unreasonable, but we'll go with it, they'll just climb each other's bodies once there's enough of them. So you'll last for a while, right. but it ain't it ain't worth it. Yeah. Well, I also have a drop-down hatch in my uh, ceiling that leads to a widow's watch. In a pinch, I could die of starvation up there. <laughs> what a treat. Well, you would have to go over this every time, but I believe it's called a cupola. People do call it a cupola. I call it a widow's watch. I think that it's, I think that it's probably regional based on how many widows balcony? there were. It's not, oh, well, no. it's not it's a balcony. It's just like a square little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up on the roof, bit. out looking. No, yeah. it's like you can see from all directions, and there's yeah. a roof on it. Oh, it has its own little roof. It's oh, a, so a it's little like gazebo. a room, it's an like, on yes. top gazebo with walls. Yeah. It's that's like what I call them. I call them up high gazebos. That's what I. That's my final term. Or a lot of weirdos use those as sex dungeons because they can see down, but people can't see up. I I call it room on roof. There you go. Yeah. Wait, do only you have access to room on roof? Yes. Yeah. And you don't go up there, like, all the time? So the last time I opened it up and went up there, uh, I was trying to latch a window because a bird flew into it and knocked it loose, and I could hear it, like, fluttering up there. So I unlatched the thing, and I get up there, and I see something flopping out of my peripheral vision, and then I watch it drop down into my apartment. So I climb down the ladder, I get into the apartment, and then I spent the next 45 minutes attempting to catch a bat. Okay, so just go up there, clean it out, make it nice and tight it's... so no bats can get in there, and I would spend every single day just enjoying an edible and relaxing the night away up on the roof room. Right. It's it's gross up there. It's, it would take an immense amount of alcohol. It's not very big. It's it's usually like, you know, four by four or like... That's more space than I need. I can fit a chair, a small and little fold-out chair. Right. That's all that's I need. All need. And there's like broken windows and stuff up there. Fix that I think the that... windows! Right, right. Clean it up. I always well, I could have my landlord cupola. fix the windows. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, that's true. most cupolas I've been to, like when I work on different... Room areas. on a roof. Come on. It's regional. That's our region. It's usually like a pigeon coop because yeah. that's just what it, it is. So you clean it up and make it not a pigeon coop. The the next time you come down, I'll take you up there and you can Hell get a yeah. look at it. It's it could be nice. It's very far from nice. It's but like that You said the magic word. Could be. It could it could be nice. I'm a big and, fan of could be. Uh I know that you really don't like the show Hey Arnold, but uh yeah, there I'm not is a big fan. But there's an episode where they're walking, they're trying to find like a new baseball field because they're playing baseball out in the street all the time and cars go by its route and everything. So the whole plot of the episode is that they walk by this, like, abandoned lot that a house used to be on, and it's just filled with trash. And they're like, yeah, if only there was just a place that nobody ever used. And then they, like, double back, and they see this place filled with trash. And they put weeks into cleaning it, overhauling yeah. it, turning it into a baseball field. 
Uh, and then throughout the rest of the show, they always have that baseball field. Yeah. They're always playing baseball on. Um, that's it's that it's trash. It's full of trash. It's disgusting. I could put it the work into like it. I don't have Hey Arnold levels of ambition. Well, you're not a young buck anymore. You're an old bull. So you know it's it just is what it is. Bull bull. How did I say that? Can it can matter. I can I call a work bee, Lucas? I don't really know I how think the you etiquette. Can call a work bee at at any fucking time, especially if it's inconvenient for others. What's work okay. bee? Uh, work it's, it's bee you is what all your friend. Yeah, you ah. call all your friends to come and do work that you don't want to hire a service. Yeah, for. my buddy Jake does that all the time. Whenever he has yard work to do, he just constantly is spamming all the group, the friend, like the the group chat, and he's just like, "Who wants to come over this Saturday for yard cleanup?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't wanna." Well, nobody does, but then you go and you do it, and then maybe you get the persuasion necessary to call your own work bee. Yeah, that's in the future. True. And Plus I beer and never... pizza, you know, usually a standard, I would assume. Right. Yeah, I, I never really considered that I might have work bee privileges. It might be work that... bee time. Mostly because I don't usually have work to be beat. But in this instance, this could be perfect work <laughs> This could, yeah, this situation. could be. Why is it called work bee? I have no uh, idea. It's like a... I don't know, Mosher and Emily. We don't know. Okay, nobody knows what it is. I'm into it. No, I like it. Nobody knows why it's called that. That's badass. Uh, That's the term that uh, Mosher and Emily were using right before the wedding when we would come over and we would like lay out a bunch of mulch and like do a bunch of yard stuff and get the whole wedding all prepared. That was, we did like three or four or seven work bees or something. And I know. I, I tried to Google it, and all that comes up is uh, the role of the worker bee. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a real thing. It's definitely a, a whoever told it to you thing, but that's still awesome. I've heard someone else use it, though. I don't remember who, I don't but I have doubt, heard it organically in society. I don't doubt that. But go walk, go walk into work and ask every single one if they're down for a work bee this weekend and see how many know what you're talking about. Just ch- ch- test it out. Test the waters. If work didn't just end, it would have been perfect. Uh, yeah. Next week. Next week, I will. I'll ask people what a work bee is. There you go. It's work bee time. So I, th- I think it's related to, like, you know how they call it a spelling bee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... I, I don't know why that, that is. That stands for I, yeah, I don't know why spelling bee is called a spelling bee, but I get how you could steal the bee part of it and put it to something right. else. If we could figure out why a spelling bee was called a spelling bee, that would be the easiest stepping stone to figuring this out. You ha- you literally have the internet right there. Yeah, you I can try not to. It. I try not to pull up my phone when we're doing this. Oh, yeah, I'll bee, get too distracted. B is derived from the old English meaning uh, a prayer or a favor. Oh, okay. I don't know how that applies to spelling bee, but didn't see where that. <laughs> yeah, spelling bee is, is yeah. not a, a, referring, a referring to the joining of neighbors to work on a single activity to help a neighbor in need. A sewing bee, a quilting bee. Oh, so all bee esque things. So this if, would be more of a cleanup bee. It wouldn't be a work bee. If well, in this situation, there was oh, this would be a cleanup bee. The yeah, bees that we have done in the past were definitely work, work bees. bees. There right. was an immense amount of work. We carried a piano at one point, and it was very heavy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I remember Moser talking about that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a that was a moving bee. Yeah, there we go. E- oh right, uh, Ryan's trying to call a moving bee right now. I think. Yeah. Uh, which bee, bee could need. Uh, and probably deserves I'm going to use that. I'm going to add that to my repertoire. Just different types of bees. Me yeah. too. Uh, that that whole community 
actually that applies more to the work bee than it does to a spelling bee because that really isn't right, yeah. neighbors gathering to do a service in favor of somebody at all uh it's entertainment i guess I that's guess true they're, they're... You're, you're you're bringing the community together to put on a show a spelling show you could uh <laughs> so if you like if you threw the ta- if you threw a criminal into the stockades in medieval times and were hurling tomatoes at him for entertainment Throwing could you call bee. that you could call that an imprisonment bee <laughs> perhaps no cuz you're not imprisoning him the act is not of the imprisoning the act is the shame that'd be like a shame the, bee right it's what the community's doing. it's what the community's it's doing bee. yeah it's a shame that's bee that's what it is it's a yeah. shame bee it's a so, humiliation bee yeah you can call down you could call down a shame bee everybody goes show up at like Garrett's house and make fun of him for playing Diablo Immortal or something <laughs> oh is anybody playing that i don't it think came that out 2 days is. ago it came out. Yeah. yeah, Garrett is definitely planning. He wants me to get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tempted. I'm gonna probably look at it. I'll probably put it on the iPad because that'll be a cool way to check it out. But I, I don't think oh, I'm. Uh, it got, it got slammed for like the loot box transactions. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's it actually got banned in a lot it's, of places. It's aggressive with its monetization, but that's I, like a, that's the way. It's a, it's Blizzard. They already do that with everything they own. And then B, it's a mobile game. That's that hand in hand with yeah. a mobile game. So it, it sucks, but it's also like, yeah. what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm probably I not going to do it. Which is really funny because I've... that's what they were going to do to it. True. Today, when they first announced. True. Plans for it. Yeah. So like, you know, it's I'm not surprised. It's just... I've I've heard people slam some games for aggressively monetizing themselves, and I don't even think it's that aggressive. It's usually they're selling cosmetics that don't have any sort of like statistical. Yeah. Well, so so in terms of like gameplay, yeah, that doesn't affect at all. But there is like an entire predatory practice to it, and that's where the issue is. There's a reason why you read a million articles. Kid racks up seven thousand dollars on his mom's credit card buying Candy Crush like hearts. Like it's it's a it's a predatory practice. It's not that it actually affects the game. Yeah, that's rough. Especially when you do seasonal things, you do discounts, and they're just like trying to get that. This is this is something i mean the the, you know the uh the model for it has been in play for a long time now oh yeah uh and i was talking about like pokemon go like when that first came out and the amount of money how good was that yeah what a time sorry sorry i'm distracting no that's it i mean it's just i spent a lot of money on that on that game so i spent five dollars me too five dollars i was just thinking that I, yep. I'm assuming you bought like the speed up the egg hatching or the extra pokeballs or the whatever whatever, or like you're wandering around town and you're like, oh man, I really need to keep playing because this is what we came out here to do, and then you yeah. spend money for whatever it takes to keep more pokeballs, more whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, more no, experience. I, I I I spent five bucks one time to add uh, those things that let you hatch eggs. What were those things yeah, you put them in? Yeah. Um, that was the only money I'd ever spent on the game, and I kept playing it, and I still think that game is phenomenal. I think it's fascinating. It's a good game, and they decent. added more. Yeah. yeah, oh no, it kept growing. It definitely kept growing. It was a, it was a good idea. Hard. We were spending, uh, we had like a weekly amount that we knew we had to spend. On a lot. Incubators. Yeah. And like, it was like, it's like, you know, I spend 25 bucks a week. Because yes, payday loads up Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, I was, wow. this is crazy. I once I was once hanging out with Garrett and he drove me way out into the middle of nowhere and then pulled out to this community center that only was active like part of the year and he was like 
give me just a second, dude. I gotta take the gym. And he's attacking this gym in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> then he drove back to Spencer and drove into the graveyard and then parked in a specific place because he's like, yeah, dude, there's like two gyms in this graveyard. <laughs> the man just had like a he, routine he of yeah, systematically swinging around. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, we're not going to be able to take the gym down by the big M. That's going to be too much. That is insane. Like, it's not, right? He's having fun. Right. It's not really, it's not causing no grief to nobody. It's not even yeah. causing grief to himself at the time. He's not, like, doing ridiculous stuff. He's just kind of hanging out. So, like, it's not crazy. But that's so crazy to me. It is, yeah. but also at the same time, like, when you were doing that with friends, it was a blast. Oh, no, it was. It, was. It, it, it absolutely was. I have a lot of trouble, like it's a reason why i don't watch like any tv shows nowadays like i have a lot of trouble full committing to anything that i deem like it's a raw it's not a i can't think of a good word for it but like not valuable to my day-to-day -day, which it is like you said it's fun and that is value but to me i'm just like i can't fucking set which i end up doing nothing which is way worse but yeah, well so I, I so this game that. this game's main incentive that it was first advertising was hey get out and walk kids yeah. and, you know and I mean? to god the amount i walked it was yeah. more it gave you more in your day-to-day -day, uh yeah. day than most mobile games or no, no. most games so in general the way it's played like that yes driving to and from spending money on gas and cruising around that's where i'm like what and it turned into that it definitely yeah. turned for into a lot that. of people, people not for were just like, you know yeah, for Because people had, like, gym achievements, and it yeah. was like, hey, go take, like, four gyms today. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, well, I live in a small town, so I got to uh, drive to, like, seven places. Uh, quick update. I did, uh, we constantly are recommending things to each other. Lucas refuses to watch Berserk in earnest, and it's breaking my heart. Uh, he but... watched an episode. Yeah, I know. I uh, you... and I started the movie. You, uh, the movie, I'll have a whole thing. I won't talk about that on the podcast. I have a whole thing. The movies are incredible, but it's different. But I love yep. them. But I started uh, the 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 Gundam. Oh, you Apocalypse. started. I watched you half started of it. Gundam Double I watched. I watched the first. Really series. starts very slow. Not at all what I expected it to be. Thought I was gonna hate it. Starting to like it more. So I'm excited. I'm excited. To it keeps it. it keeps getting better. You're gonna like yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And and by the end of it, you're awesome. gonna say, "Wow." And that's it. You're yeah, that's say, what I'll say. You're gonna say, "Wow." Wow. I have I have some theories about what I want from it. Again, we won't spend too much time on anime, but we'll, we'll, you know that's that's really. I'm, I'm it, about that. It what? hits a lot of beats and it doesn't go where you think it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to just mention one more line. Last thought on like the Pokemon Go. Oh, right, right, right. And like the mobile gaming and the, the microtransactions is that it does, like with their community and everything, there was actually a community that like developed. You'd see people out and like I met people through playing yeah. Pokemon Go, and it was like, okay, this, you know, as, as terrible as this all seems as, like, a, you know, a money grab and everything, like, there are good things that have come well, out of it. Well, I remember, like, one of my favorite Pokemon Go things in general was I was in, when I was living in Saratoga, that it came out while I was living there. Um, yeah. We're walking through Congress Park, and I hear a bunch of people being like, do, 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 and everyone looks up, and everyone's on their phone. This was the summer, right. like, literally everyone. So I can we, picture it. Yeah, we walk right over there, like, what's going on? And he's like, dude, Magmar! There's a Magmar right here! And everybody flutters in to get the Magmar, and everyone's standing there like, mine's CP21! And I was like, ah, mine's CP3! And they're just like, dude, I got it on my first throw! Like, it was a... every Everyone was hyped for each other. It wasn't one of those, I'm doing this, and, like, piggybacking. It was like, 
fucking dude they know and you know and then other people like what are you doing over there and then we're like man more over here and like it was like just i don't know it was so cool it was so much fun uh ali and i i remember uh we're walking around in one town that's up near where she lives i think it's called lions it's up by the erie canal uh, mm -hmm. And we were kind of swooping around. We, like, walked by the Union 571 or whatever the fuck, uh, which had, like, its own gym to take. And we were passing through this park, and there was, like, a dad there with his young kids, and they were like, oh, are you guys playing Pokemon Go? And we were like, actually, we are. And they were like, what team are you guys on? And it was just so wholesome, like, how... Oh, remember how much every... Were? What, were, what was the, the yellow team? What was their team? Uh, uh, there, was, there was Mystic. There right. was something else valor. lucas where valor. You at? and valor. and there was mystic and valor and then there was the one you didn't want to be a part of which everyone i was on i yeah. was on the yellow one i yeah. very specifically chose instinct because zapdos In yes also that's my it. favorite legendary bird yeah zapdos right there uh articuno's uh articuno's uh, probably my favorite but Artic instinct but when i heard that instinct nobody was the one that nobody wanted to be in i was like that's where i belong I, I, dude, that's always been the best. So hold on, you picked Zapdos. Uh, just let's stick on Pokemon for a second. People love hearing about Pokemon. What, who's your favorite Eeveelution original three? Oh, uh, Jolteon, three? hands down. Yeah. Jolteon's, Jolteon's actually my, Jolteon's my favorite Pokemon, period, out of all the generations. You sick I used me. to like Vaporeon a lot, but uh, Jolteon's still. Vaporeon's my number like one. I like Jolteon because. Like everybody loves Jolteon. Jolteon was uh, well, he was the hotness. Yeah, he was the hotness. He was, but I really uh, was I. Uh, yeah, vape, vape yeah. My my back my backup is a uh, Umbreon. Like so across the Umbreon's type, but I said original. Yeah, but Umbreon is type. Definitely. Um, I was a I, I I personally I don't like water slash ice Pokemon across the board, but when it comes to uh picks of three out of out of multiple types i almost always go water so like starters i like mostly the waters um squirtle's Same. my favorite pokemon of all time um squirtle's my favorite starter yeah. of all time articuno uh, uh vaporeon stuff like that i always go with the, uh, the the reggies reggie ice was way cooler than reggie steel and reggie yeah. rock um that's definitely true yeah so i always go ice but otherwise like building a team never get them off my team i don't need any of this maybe i'll take a lapras just so i can fissure someone as a joke but like get out of here <laughs> i don't got time for this i also like lapras as a pokemon lapras is cool lapras sucks lapras is the least when you he were sucks. when you were a kid it is the most boring least exciting pokemon in the entire original 150 you're just like what the fuck is this thing yeah, but it was also one of the only Pokemon in the original 150 where you're like, what exactly is it supposed to be? Because yeah. you look at it and it's like, it, it's, it is the That's Loch Ness, thought, but the yeah. Loch Ness doesn't have a shell. Yeah. The Loch Ness is long. Also, I didn't know the, the Loch, Ness... Loch Ness at that point, so I, I couldn't say to... Loch The Loch Ness doesn't like... have turtle paddles. It was, well, it was kind of a sea turtle, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a like massive a sea, sea turtle. turtle. Dinosaur. With a yeah. giraffe neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right, Lucas, I heard you scoff. I heard you say, I don't know about that. Who's the most boring Pokemon from the original 150? Nut up or shut up? From the original 150. Yeah, we're only talking original, Pokemon. which I got no qualms against all future gens. I actually love Pokemon through and through. I don't give a damn which one it is. I think they're all great. But we're talking 150 here. I, I mostly know the first three gens because then I started Shit getting crazier. older. Yeah, and yeah. It, was, it's, it gets hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, I, say, I I know a little bit of uh, X and Y because I was big in Mason and I played that together. Me too. But anyways. I would probably have to say, you know, uh, I, 
don't know. Yeah, there isn't any because they're all Jinx, fucking cool. Jinx is probably Jinx is cool as shit. She's a hot baby with the boobies and the lips. Hmm. Yeah. I asked for boring. I said boring, not least cool, not least interesting. I said boring. Oh, okay. For okay. for me, okay. for me, Voltorb is probably the most boring Ooh. of the original one fifty because it no looks way. like it looks like a Pokeball. It's just round. You the know only why thing it's cool because he explodes. No, well, yeah, actually, that's a good point. But you know, you know why he's not is because in the game you don't know about him when you walk in and you pick up that Pokeball on the ground that you think is going to be an item and it's fucking Voltorb and you're in a battle. That's not boring. That's exciting as hell. You're like, I had oh, you got me. That was an exciting gaming moment. Dude. Yeah, uh, that's what makes twenty five years ago. But now, N name Voltorb an exciting, most... name an exciting Lapras moment. It just was there. You caught it I if you did. You killed it. If I you guess didn't. the only the only cool Lapras moments came from the the Pokemon anime where they were cruising around on Lapras. And that, that was, was cool. And that was later. That was after. That's not even. That was, was that cool, was though. something they got. Yeah, no, it was pretty. It cool. was cool. Like he also has like a terrible crawl like call like you know how everything has their fun way of saying their names lapras is just like a loud moan it's like a whale moan yeah it's like terrible i know you love whale moans but it's not <laughs> james a baxter <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a very james baxter -esque thing uh no i don't okay we don't need to talk about uh pokemon anymore uh we'll right. go we on we can talk about other games yeah yeah i got something i want to talk about but Dude, we're at our we've 40... gone on two lengthy dissertations <laughs> about anime that people didn't care about no nah, they like, cared about we, we can't talk about pokemon all right, we're going to go on our uh, mid-show break that we're choosing to do, which I would like to, just before I click pause, I'm gonna, I want, I kind of want to keep, like, the mid-show break a real thing and put, like, a music in there, just for fun. That's cool. That's a good, yeah. that's a good I decision. I All right, so uh, we're back, and we promised a Lucas topic. Okay. Uh, maybe some of this has to do with uh, uh, some stuff that Charles and I talked about, just to preface this a little bit. We, we were talking about, like, the metaverse and augmented reality and all sorts of different stuff, because I was uh, getting into it. But also, last night, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, the internet... Uh, and the, how connected everybody is through, you know, devices and everything like that already. Um, and it made me realize that, you know, as much as it's easy to demonize these things, there are a lot of great things that come out of it. Uh, because now that I've been getting back into, like, getting on the computer, doing this with you guys, and then, like, Dungeons and Dragons over the weekends, yep. like, I realized... A lot realized, of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, yep. you know... Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop RPGs in general, having a platform, you know, like Discord or, or whatever you use, you know, D and D Beyond, those are great tools to use to get people into a setting that they can be creative and expressive, uh, and you don't have to do it for any, you know, result or or goal. Like you don't have to make money on it. Like it's just it's just there for your own personal experience and i'm not sure about you guys but since i've been getting into this stuff i think it's it's almost been therapeutic to kind of 
release myself into that creative space using Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop gaming because it, I think it's I think it can be intimidating for a lot of people because there's a lot of reading and writing and uh, critical thinking and stuff like that. But once you get sucked into it, I think it helps people open their perspective a little bit. Um, you know, because you kind of have to remove yourself from the, the equation and think about how someone else would think, you know, and I don't think that happens a lot these days. Uh, even if it's your own character or if you're, you're dealing with another character, like, and you have to solve problems, whatever it is. So I think I really just wanted to ask the question is, is, has your experience with tabletop gaming changed your life? Uh, you know, pretty drastically as, as far as or significantly uh, impacted it. Uh, yeah, so uh, I actually have quite a bit to say about this topic. Um, so just in the past, like, year, uh, I just started going to conventions with Kevin. Um, I hadn't really gone to, like, gaming Two. or... in six months. Yep, so we went to Comic-Con, and we went to PAX East, which is a convention out in Boston, and... We went to one day of PAX, and I went to yeah. two days of Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming Comic-Con we're going to go to all four days of. Uh, oh, and I, I noticed... can't wait, baby. Neither, neither can I. And uh, and Lucas is going with us for this four-day Comic-Con, too. Um, so they do, they do panels on all kinds of different things. But at PAX, especially when I was reading through the panels, we didn't go to any, but I uh, read through like the panel listing. So much of it was... Uh, what tabletop RPGs are doing to keep people connected, what they did to keep people connected during the pandemic, uh, and what they're doing currently to, like, help people express themselves in a way that's creative and also uh, therapeutic. Like, uh, there were a lot of panels that were discussing the therapeutic nature of Dungeons & Dragons specifically, like acting yourself out through a character, some of the things that Lucas touched on, uh, critical thinking from different viewpoints, or also approaching a situation from a different way or finding out things about how you react uh once you set your own personality and ego aside how you react to certain scenarios all those things are definitely relevant topics with tabletops um for me personally uh what i've gotten out of us joining up for dungeons and dragons is that i had a place now or i have a place now every saturday or sunday where for six hours all my friends set aside their phones they set aside whatever else they're doing, and they have one block of schedule where we all come together, we're sharing jokes, we're sharing experiences, we're all mm -hmm. laughing, we're talking together. Uh, I got I got Will into playing our Dungeons & Dragons group. That was really nice for me because Will was a friend that I was really close with a few years ago who I've just managed to reconnect with through uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons and who now I'm in constant contact with. We're always talking about, like, sharing books and movies that we yeah. like and stuff yeah he, uh, he he talks to you like as every day as much as you talk to us you're just like oh yeah will was texting me about this today and will's messaging me about yeah. this today and just like which Damn, which is really jumping in which is which is phenomenal because no, uh, when i when i tugged them into dungeons and dragons one of my first thoughts was like uh well it's been a while since i've hung out with will i wonder how he's gonna mesh with this group and then he dives right into D and like you know, he's he is how he is in D and D with his yeah. character. His character's awesome. Yeah. Uh, That's just what play I, him. I love about these spaces because, like, one time my my little brother Connor pointed out to me, um, and this was just like last year. He was just like, "When was the last time you made a new friend? Like, you met somebody new, 
and like became friends with them and mm. not because they were an acquaintance of somebody else or like you know you liked them for your own reasons mm -hmm. and <clears throat> and i was like you know i don't think that's happened in years and i think as as you get older like i think it does happen less and less uh, yeah well that's just the standard it's, it, it happens right. there, there, there's but a reason when, you make friends so easily when you're young it's because everything's new and experiences mean nothing and then as you right. build like a personality it narrows the field it just does but well when, well also we had like in, when will jumped in like it was like seamless and and i would consider will a friend i don't talk to him that much but we always have like our uh, after D and D discussions that we have. Uh, I I got to know Chayton right. mostly through D and D, yeah. and uh, I would even argue that some of the friends that we currently have that we you know text in our group chat or whatever, like TJ and Cody, uh, we spend most of our time that we have with those guys in D and D. Yeah. Uh, TJ himself had even mentioned he was shocked at what a huge part of his life Dungeons and Dragons has been since he started DMing uh, our campaign. He thinks about it all the time. He sets aside yeah. other life things that he has going on because he's yeah. so into doing this with, with us and yeah. uh, relates things in his life that he otherwise wouldn't have related uh, to D&D &D through D&D, &D, which is yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, about you, Kevin? No, it hasn't changed my life at all. Uh, it's really weird in that. Um, so, well, so I've been playing for Split years. Splitting the difference. So I've been I've been playing for years now. I've been playing D and D with uh, DJ and Craig and them um, for like five years now. And uh, four? Yeah, it doesn't matter. A while. Um, yeah, no, I did like three separate big campaigns with them well before COVID. So it has to have been a good five years. And uh, the way I. So the prompt, how many new friends have you made on your own? Like, I make a friend, every, I, I make friends almost too much to the point where I'm actually losing people that I would prefer to become real friends because there's so much other shit going on that I'm constantly rolling through. I talk to Charles all the time about, like, friends like uh, Logan that is kind of like a weary, like, wayward friend who sometimes I can see him regularly and then all of a sudden he's gone for a year. And um, there's this guy named Josh Maring back in Saratoga who I'll get in an Xbox party with and try to, like, continue, like, I make too many friends so yeah. it hasn't changed my life in any way in terms of like interaction with the people and whatnot around me the only positive for me is that it's the one time so 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 covid specifically really fucked with me in terms of how i interact with people i'm a very needy person i'm super codependent if i want if we talked about this last night if i want you to be my friend like i really want you in my life in a big way so when covid hit and everybody's sitting at home and we're on discord all day chatting with a ton of friends finding new games together because when covid happened there was like fall guys came out that was like a big deal valheim game. like all these kind of community-based games to try to force this sort of fun streamers are shooting them and then you're talking about this and trying to like relate to it and it's all just verbal slash maybe occasionally video but with nothing there and that was really weird because as covid the the hype of covid which it's not hype in a good way but as like the the hype hit and now it just became life hit i started to be like i'm not having fun sitting in here in discord just not doing anything together like i needed this yeah. when it was the only option but now i'm like play even just play a game with me but no everybody wants to play a different game like hey i'll do i like uh call of duty Warzone. charles likes apex uh they uh, a couple of my friends like league of legends uh, a couple of my friends uh, uh fucking you know like battlegrounds hearthstone and i tried that out for a little bit whatever everybody's always like that so when you're sitting in discord all day and it's so hard to be like, let's play blank because everybody has an idea of what blank is and nobody's really willing to budge. And I got really sick of that. So D&D &D for me now is like, 
it, it, it six hours or whatever however long it is of just like you have to play with me you don't get a say in what we're doing tonight you have to say you're and also i have to deal with what you're doing uh, 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 Ch- uh lanston playing around with um, uh, dancing mice or or um uh uh someone like uh why am i blanking on chayton's character's name right now uh, mud primus i, primus. Mud, I was just yeah. wanting to call him mud uh primus like going on like this really like heroic monologue about something like i have to say you know, that and then you also have to deal with me trying to smooth talk a bird and taking a bunch of damage like it's this really <laughs> bizarre scenario of, it's it's everything i want about hanging out with friends that i'm never allowed to have everyone has to pay attention to each other understand each other's like motive because i've fucked with the crew's uh, uh, ambitions dramatically like i've comp- and everyone's been mostly good with it and that's been wonderful and vice versa someone's like you know lanston will, will bark an order and i unfortunately can't overturn it so my character will get like really sad and sh- it's like it's everything i want about personal communication and friendship like just hammer slammed into one block of my day and it's incredible it yeah. it is incredible and one of the best parts about it is like uh so you mentioned like sitting in discord all day uh, well so everybody's everybody's at home right so they're doing this as a default this is like what they're doing to fill in yeah. their time slot everybody is actively choosing to do dungeons and dragons at right the time it's a priority for everybody and you can really mm-hmm. tell that with the way everybody acts about it too yeah uh and how often think... we talk about it even outside of the oh sessions. yeah we're talking about it nonstop. I, including I right now and, and not just dungeons and dragons but you know with any of these these games where you kind of step outside is that you know a lot of video games they kind of have that that reward system that keeps you fueled and keeps you going like you know you that sense of achievement uh from completing something but like when you're thinking about this and how to act and respond and like you actually have to you know react like with your own you have to emote and like display well, so that's why i got uh, on about tj today in the group chat he was like oh you guys could be doing this or maybe you'll think of this and you'll do this and i was like fucking yeah. the minute you say it that's like that's no longer an original yeah. thought from any of us like now it's like something that exists whereas what, what right. you're saying the the, the 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 genuine reaction that you have to come up with on the spot and do something like uh in in the campaign right. i was running years ago charles and i were joking about this i don't remember which character it was i think it was you or it was chayton harpooned a mimic and decided to rip it over to themselves like is it's like no one would if we're talking about yeah. what to do like we're having an open conversation what would be the good thing to do that doesn't land on the list at all but in that's, the moment the player was like this is right what I'm that's do. just that's just your critical thinking and you're like running down the situation yeah. you're like right. it's over there yeah. i'm over here this person's over here and you're like harpoon the mimic let's go gonna yank it in that scenario, like I used shocking grasp on a metal treasure chest. With yeah, and did damage to Cody. And you also put your Cody. hand in an acid pit. Yeah, lost well, a hand. Did. He, didn't did. a, he didn't know it was he didn't know was an acid pit yet. I did. And I and I jerked off a fire giant with a mage hand. <laughs> yeah. So we've you all got things we are not super would. proud of. Yeah. You, you adapt those or adopt those different like personality traits where like, oh, this person would think this way, and then like. When that person does something or overcomes a personal, like, goal or achieves a personal goal, like, in their life that, you know, you've created for them. But it's, like, it feels just as good as if you accomplish something yourself, you know? Yeah. Especially considering uh, how much time we invest towards working towards those goals. When you finally manage to, like, do it or... Or especially when the group manages to do something that we've been working towards, it's like, 
Yes! We yes. finally did. Well, not to say that we've been doing a lot of that, because we have not overcome a lot no, of our no. personal goals. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> well, what's his um, uh, uh, Middle Ditch? Tim- Timothy Middle Ditch, I think is his name? Anyways, an actor. Uh, uh, he's a nerdy actor. He's on um, Silicon Valley on HBO. He's like one yes. of the main characters in that. And he also always has a bit part as like the nerdy, quirky, awkward guy. Um, he was on... Uh, uh, Cor- jo- James Corden, James, what's yep. that guy? The British, yep. James the British Corden. Guy? Yeah. So he was on his, and he was like, you know, uh, so you've been doing a three-year campaign uh, in D and D, and he's like, yes, I have, and he's like, okay, explain to me why, whatever. And his explanation was like the the, the it just sums it up for me in such an incredible way. Is it's like, it's a story, and a, more so than that, it's a memory you make with a select group of people that yeah. no one else will ever have. It's not like. Yeah, I could talk to you about why I love One Piece all day because you're a fan of One Piece. You've seen it. Everyone else can be like, here's why that fandom's cool. Here's that. But if I want to tell you about the misadventures of Sunny and a couple of siren babies that were about to be murdered, like, that means Only nothing. Only we get that. Yeah, yep. you'll never be able to live that. We lived it in a moment, and now it's both a memory and a story, which is why I get very saucy with uh, players in the game when they try to min-max the game. I'm like, no, let the story evolve. Don't try to fold the story to your whim. Like, let it go in a way that's moving. I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty enthusiastic why, about most of our characters. Role was so yeah. successful. What'd you say? Uh, oh, I was just saying. I think that's why Critical Role was so successful. Uh, not only because they're talented actors. That like, yeah, well, that's obviously a big part. And, but you know, right. But the fact that that someone got to share their personal story out like with the world and people actually liked it uh and then like you know when you have a personal group like we don't share we don't stream our our D session but it does it once. feels personal yeah that and, was a good time too we should do it where where it like really you know when something sad happens like i'm sad about it like when something good happens it puts me right in a good mood and yeah the critical role guys were i mean they were my best friends through the pandemic uh yeah, well, and their their D and D in specific is like one of the examples of they don't really at first. I don't know how it goes farther, but just in reading about them, they don't really follow D and D rules at all times. Well, like they're so, pretty freeform so, in the so earlier stuff. They are very D and D rules, but to what you just said, they don't min max. They go for things yeah. all the time that are not going to work out, and uh, specifically, they're looking for those situations where I, it's not that they're trying to fail; it's that they're not the, risk averse the whatsoever. story is more important than uh beating the final boss so to speak right it's like and, the and story... they under they understand yeah. that as a crew a lot better yeah. than most folks do yeah and that's that's my big thing i harp on that all the time where someone's like oh, i could do this that or this or that or the other i'm like what was your first thought like what would your you you're playing your character right now your character right. came in cocky as shit what was your first thought your first thought wasn't well let me methodically investigate this room really quick it's like no you came in guns a blazing Yep. What, what what are you Killed thinking? College. And, yeah, fucking yeah, 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 necrotic <laughs> damage a college kid out and murder him out. Or like when Sonny yeah. was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on this boat. Like I guess hey, he called me a captain. I'm fucking feeling good. And then when I find out the mission's to murder babies, he's just like, my hands are clean. And he literally jumps off the back of the boat. Like that's a dumb yeah. thing. I could have sailed it. I could have tried to commandeer it. I could have tried to do the mission. Like yeah, I or, could try to try to get the best experience and like item. But no, my character is like, I'm not fucking murdering babies. I'm out of here. Or like when Twilight leapt off the ship to try and save Primus. Yeah. That was also a really good, uh, I'm taking a huge risk and I'm doing it for the story. 
Yeah. You know? it's, uh, I, that's what I love. Like that, because there's, there's moments, um, I've told you guys about the masks campaign we did, which is a superhero based one. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and my, one of my favorite things of that whole campaign, the funniest things ever was my character's name was sex robot junior. Um, and he was based off the whitest kids, uh, you know, skit of sex robot, the robot that's just dancing in the street saying sex robot is the whole thing. But anyways, one of the villains in that game had the ability to change your emotion at will. And my DM, Craig, allowed me to have Spotify open on my phone and whatever emotion my character was feeling, I could play a song that mimicked it because I was a cyborg with a speaker on my chest. So while the <laughs> while he is having the villain fuck with me, I'm fucking with the party by playing like he's like you feel really excited. So I put on pump up the jams and like stuff like that. Like it was a really <laughs> silly. It was That's it was such funny. an insane experience that is not like rule based. It also really didn't matter in the boss fight, but it was so like personal that I got to have so much fun with it, and they like everyone else got to be a part of it. And well, also there's like a certain triumph when you're like improvising in these sort of uh, sort of tabletop tabletop role playing games specifically. Uh, and you get to like yeah. have one good moment where you say or you do something really funny, like where Winston got food poisoning. I'm like, I'm shitting in a bush. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and when yeah. you guys started cracking up laughing, I was like, oh, I really did it. Yeah, I really got it, him this time. It, it, it feels the, good. The whole adventure trying to fish with Sunny, like that. Like, that was that my favorite. Actually... That's still my favorite session today. Was when we just goofed around fishing. It was yeah. phenomenal because yeah. that was like it one was of the so best group fun. bonding session, yeah. uh, sessions in character. Yeah. That was uh, pre Twilight too, uh, unfortunately. And and just a just another quick aside, uh, while we're still talking about tabletop games, some of my best experiences with a lot of my friends have come from playing board games with them, like having getting together and playing like Risk for a night or something. Yeah, uh, I've always had a great time doing that with friends. Yeah, I also my I really last... no you oh. go you go no because mine's off point, mine's off. My my last point about this I'll make is that um, math is fundamental uh, in the universe, I believe, uh, and. The way that we use uh, these sacred geometric shapes uh, that, you know, have been around since the founding of societies, uh, as far as like the pyramid for a D4 and a cube and all these things, the fact that we use these, I mean, the you can't, you can't argue with numbers and you with chaos of math and everything like that. And I think, you know, the dice themselves help drive that narrative more organically than if you were to just i actually i love i love what you're saying about that not the first half uh i love what you're saying about that because uh he like when when someone makes like a bad roll or a really unexpected good roll there's no like you don't fight the dm on what you want and you also don't fight the dice on what the answers are you're just like like everyone is like they slap their head on the desk and they're like it's a fucking two like ah come on or it's like dude it's then, a 20 and you just have right. to deal with it and then the story goes in that direction yeah and it just you want you want to succeed and then all of a sudden you're like yeah and and then i stab myself in the foot <laughs> yeah. yeah or we hit cody again because he's constantly taking damage from right. all of us or like where we basically killed chayton and lucas's campaign with yeah. shitty rolls that's a whole yeah. story beat yeah yeah no i i i agree with you about that though about how like the numbers are just they they di- they right. rule the game and you just kind of go with it and it's funny as shit it's just it, right. it, there's so much the, the chaos that uh, ensues is just great i took like eight damage from a bird for no reason <laughs> like just because i i want well, i kept trying like well so so that was actually really interesting to me because um my my first parrot that i had had uh, i had gone over to matt Huber's house and he had an asshole parrot that nobody really liked 
he didn't get along with anybody and my experience with hand taming that parrot was that i'd reach in and he would bite me and i wouldn't react to it and he would be like oh this is confusing so he'd bite the shit out of my fingers i wouldn't do anything and he started to become bonded to me because i just wasn't reacting to him being an asshole and he yeah. started getting friendlier and friendlier so watching you do that <laughs> in dungeons and dragons is like eerily accurate to what my parrot <laughs> experience was so i watch you do that and i'm like huh, i mean that's I really funny because that's how it actually was i hope this parrot comes around by the way his name's hector i don't know if you noticed i named him in the group chat that one day um he's going to be phenomenal long uh, going forward but uh, all right so let's move into my last topic and then the icebreaker my last topic's really simple also i like the idea so i think we're finding a trend here i'm really i'm digging it where we do something really funny which is usually charles being oblivious we do something <laughs> conversational that all of us are a part of and then we do something kind of heavy we did it with the book one and now we're doing it i like that i i don't know i like that about not feeling like it needs to be laughy like that was a, i just i enjoy right. a conversation where it's sometimes just for the sake of talking it out. i like that I, I don't know i'm just we, i'm open speaking no, that it me, was cool me too i i love yeah. that it hits yeah. between the three of us we have a lot of different uh realms that we bring to the table together yeah no, there's no question about yeah. that. Uh, so let me get my last. This is a super simple topic. It won't take long. I just, I have, it's more of a question. So I have this thing. Uh, no, let me start with the question. Do you enjoy feeling off? Sick, uh, hungry, uh, sleepy, uh, whatever. Like, do you enjoy it, quote unquote? Uh, so I don't, I don't enjoy feeling off, but I indulge in feelings. I enjoy, I indulge in negative feelings because i think that they're important i don't think that positive feelings have any meaning if you don't have negative feelings so uh everything that's like a contract like if i'm in a bad mood i don't make myself be in a good mood uh if right. i'm sad i'm sad and i continue yeah, yeah. to be sad because that's my mood yeah. uh i think that every single mood that you have gives perspective to all the other moods and that no one mood is less important than another so uh i don't think that i enjoy being off necessarily like i definitely I, I go through like manic depressive bouts and i especially enjoy being energetic and doing things but mm. when i'm not in that mood i don't try and yank myself out of it yeah. uh, i let myself experience things because every single emotion that you have is is just that it's what you're feeling not yeah. just it's emotion though i'm talking like like physical ailments as well like everything like when your body and person is acting different Speaking I hate of... I hate being sick, but I like small yeah. portions of it. <laughs> okay. I, I am sick right now, and I can tell you that I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> I... So 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 when I'm sick, uh, my voice drops a couple of octaves, and like I'll be sexy talking, voice. and I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, I like the way I sound. Right yeah, yeah, no, sexy sick voice is like one of the greatest things in the world. It's Everyone one of knows. the best parts about being yeah. sick. I mean, yeah. we all know that. Uh, yeah. I also love when you're sick and you have a day, you like take a sick day off, and you're like laying at home in bed or watching something or you're like doing something that so these you no so these also do. these also aren't quite what i'm getting at but i i see what you're saying so i have this thing um and i'm, I'm the reason i'll lead into why i'm talking about it in general i have this thing where feeling some form of of discomfort pain or uh otherwise change in the norm i i love so for example i think fevers are the coolest things ever like, I can be oh. sitting there, shivering, sweating head to toe, and Franny's like, we need to do this, that, and that. And I'm like, no, just let me be. Like, just let me let me be in this fever. Like, I, okay. and I, I can't quite explain it. It's like, um, 
it's it's very similar to what Charles said. You can't know what feeling good is like unless you feel bad. The problem is right. you'll forget what feeling good is like because that is the norm. 90% of your time is spent in like a normal state of just being you. And then it's the dips or the valleys that, that do it to you. So like a fever, I think it's incredible. When you know the thing when one nose is plugged and the other's not and then it flips. Yeah. Like I take so much. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is the coolest shit ever. How am I doing this? Yeah. Or like. When I have, like, a really pounding headache, it sucks, and yet I can't help but think, like, this is what a headache is? Like, I'm, I'm fascinated. Fascinated is the right word. Right. Um, I, I find those things fascinating, too. I, I also think that the best part of that is the first moment of relief from it. Like, uh, See, like, I don't feel the relief. That It just doesn't come. I go back so, to normal, and I'm just like, yeah, oh. You go back to just not. So, feeling. yeah, like, like, if I'm... Like, if I'm all jammed up, like if my nose is all clogged on one side and I flip over to the other side or flip onto my back and both sides of my nose drain and all of a sudden I can breathe, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah there see, it I is. I, I'm just like, oh, and we're done. Okay, we're no longer having fun. It, it, I think well, I can relate to this Yeah. in, in some ways, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like there are some times when like, when like you're really sick and feverish or something and like you, you almost... You get like chills sometimes and it almost feels euphoric even though you're sick. It's bad. It's a you good know? it's a euphoric bad. It's like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely have had those moments. That happens to me with most things. So like for example, like I've got really bad joint pain right now. Uh my doctor's getting me a bunch of x rays and stuff. I can't explain it. They think it could either be arthritis, it could be Lyme, or it could be something worse. Usually you don't go to the worst until you figure out if it's the other two. Um but it's really fucking bad, and it hurts like crazy, and, like, my arms, I think I said in the chat, my arms fall asleep every night, all night, and it's not, like, tingly, oh, I can't feel it, it's, like, wow, this hurts like shit, and now I'm concerned about, like, the well-being of my hand, because it turns white and stuff like that, and it obviously sucks, but I'll feel a pain in my elbow, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that fucking hurt, oh, yeah, that, that really hurt, and I'll just keep doing it, because, like, the pain is something that's yeah. not a part of my life. So getting to it is like whoa, so whoa. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You just might have revealed that I have a, a similar medical condition as you because I also have like those joint things and I yeah. have Lyme disease. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it it would make sense. But like that that elbow thing specifically. Yeah. Like, and it's like a rotate so, of it. Like it feels yeah. fine, and then oh god, that sucks. And like it wants yeah. to pop sometimes. And yeah. Like, no, it doesn't want to pop. It just hurts. Yeah. And I will just like sit it and hold it there as long as I can. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I think I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, you guys, you guys both have Lyme disease. Just throw <laughs> no, that we, def there. we definitely do. I, I I had it last year. I think I sent the picture in the group chat. Like, and Luke's <laughs> had it like six times. So, like, yeah, we've got Lyme disease, and that's probably what it is. But. Uh, the reason I bring all this up is I'm doing, uh, I just ordered it today. It'll be here on Wednesday, I believe. Um, also, I got a new haircut. It's freaking crispy. Um, it's looking good. Uh, so I, I ordered, um, I'm doing a juice cleanse, a three-day juice cleanse. Um, I am not, and, and there's a couple reasons I'm doing it. That's and, funny. I have something to say about this. But yeah, keep going. so there's a couple reasons I'm doing it, and Paltrow. the number one reason I'm not doing yep. it is for health. I, I believe juice cleanses are absolutely terrible for you. Um, I'm not <laughs> they, doing it for they that. They are. Long. They're bad but, for you. But I'm doing it for a handful of reasons. One, and the most important one, is uh, to break a habit. The last, like, few months, eating and drinking like garbage. Just eating snack foods, drinking a lot of alcohol, just fucking ruining myself. So Franny and I, for all of June, we're eating healthier no processed foods like i said those chips today i was like really guilty about putting them in but they were all i had to do it and i wanted to get them out the pantry but like 
no processed foods at all. We're doing all veggies, fruits, and meats. It's simple. No, uh, and rices, we're only doing, well, what we have left of our, like, you know, standard whatever. And then we're doing long grains. Like, we're not doing any bread. We're not doing any tortilla. Like, we're cutting out all processed things for a month. It'll be great. It's going really well. The meatloaf was incredible. I've been making dinner the last few nights. It's a lot of roasted veggies, which I love. And I'm eating yeah. fruits all day. Apples, oranges, mm -hmm. bananas all day. So anyways, one is habitual. I want to break it out. Two is um, I've never done it before and I've always been interested in what it's like. Just just like what people claim they get. Some people get like lose all their energies. Others gain a lot of energy. And lastly, and this is the one that leads into why I asked the question. Being hungry is an incredibly unique sensation we all experience every single day generally unless you're like, you know, nonstop eating, which some of us are like I was for a while there. And I, I have this thing, I think I, I sassed Charles a little bit about it in Boston, but I've definitely, I've brought it up a lot with other friends. Um, if we're out and about and we're doing something and someone's like, I'm so hungry, I can't focus, or I'm so hungry, I need food now, or like, I'm going to get mad or stuff like that. That's something I can't relate to because the hunger doesn't affect my mind. I actually focus on the hunger as like, what's going on? That feels so crazy. That, that was that? most, no, that wasn't me. That was uh, me projecting what Allie was experiencing. Right, you were trying to, yeah, you were because, pushing Because it. she yeah. gets grumpy if she doesn't, A, yeah. have coffee in the morning but, or B, But she gets grumpy in a different way. She's not part of this, because uh, she gets grumpy internally, and obviously it leads to like maybe lashing out or saying something. But she doesn't vocalize how mad she is at the fact that she's hungry. Like, the hunger isn't something no, she's yelling no, to, she to us. Uh, I don't know what she's like in private. So, like, but but I have certain friends who are like... You if, couldn't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, I have certain friends who are like, if they're hungry or thirsty or have to go to the bathroom, obviously there's a limit on that third one where you, yeah, yeah. you go... But, but, but a general physical discomfort because of a basic thing, and they treat it like it's the end of the world, and that, that irritates me. It makes me really mad because I'm the opposite. So... This juice cleanse, three days, uh, six juices a day, every two and a half hours, no food, no nothing solid except um, those and water. I even got the juices specifically that were cold pressed, absolutely no pulp, no anything in them. So I'm, I'm basically doing this just to see what my body feels like after day one. A 24-hour fast is the easiest thing in the world. But after day one, I'm like, how can I handle this like I'm, I'm curious i'm very like i'm i'm excited to feel the pain of hunger if that makes what, sense what i've mostly heard about it is that your energy levels spike in dip uh at various points Wildly. throughout the day yeah. so so you might like on day two you might feel like wow i feel amazing all of a sudden and then yeah. like towards the end you might be like Give oh it, this oh. feels terrible and then it spikes back up well you'll probably experience a wide range which is going to be really funny for me to experience secondhand <laughs> uh like when I call you at the end of day two and I'm like, hey, how's your day going, man? You're like, shut up. Stop talking to me. Oh, but I'm feeling great right now. Yeah. Well, so I, the, um, in February, remember when I had all those rashes I sent you guys? That didn't, it was in actually January, not February. Um, that didn't go away right away. Medicine didn't help. But two of the medicines they put me on, I took them every day for like two weeks because they told me to. Oh. I would wake up outside of my body. Like, because I took the medicine right before bed, and then I had to take it in the morning. So I'd wake up, and I couldn't get up. Franny constantly had to re-wake me up because I'd be on my laptop, and my body was like... Oh. It's like when everyone says they take, like, antidepressants, or they take, like, certain um, yeah. um, um, allergy medication and stuff. It, it, zombie, I was straight up. And I would be sitting in the chair like this, and Franny would be talking to me. Nothing. And she would, like, get my attention. I'd be like, uh, And then I'd take a call for work, and I would forget I was on the phone. And, like, I couldn't... I, I, that is the one time I haven't enjoyed feeling different. 
that was like yeah. this is terrible because well, i'm not me anymore so so exactly so feeling different is something not being you is something different yeah like when you're not you when you don't have your mental faculties enough to like yeah. at least put your own perspective on what you're experiencing that's something yeah. that's something oh i lied there's one other thing the spins from drinking <laughs> nobody should oh, nobody no. enjoys the spins that's different no. though that's that's, that's nobody's a like nobody ever lays on their back after drinking yeah. and like you smoke a bunch of weed yeah. and then you lay yeah. on your back and you're like i got the spins and you're like take <laughs> yeah. me away baby that's why it's tipsy or blackout it's in the middle where right. you never want to get there <laughs> i i definitely can relate though with like you know i don't get upset about it but i definitely can recognize because like for example if you work physical labor and you know you can eat a nice hearty lunch and whatever and you can keep going but by the end of the day like if you haven't had another snack and it's getting to 5 five thirty, and you're sweaty you've been working yeah. all day and you're trying to do calculations or plan you know collecting materials or whatever it is and you like i can realize that like i can't perform math in the same way or I'm yeah your body's being thing. off yeah it's like oh and, i fucked and, up like it's like oh you know what, I probably need to eat, you know, I probably should get drink a little more water because yeah. my body's not, you know, it's not like I get angry about it. Times when I have been very hungry that I'm like, I definitely don't like this, this hurts. Yeah, no, your I stomach does that thing where it's just like, fucking, yeah, it's, like, uh, it's terrible. Uh, like, oh. so, so I've only ever had that kind of experience once. It was uh, shortly after I'd started working administration at my current uh, workplace, and I was tasked with painting my own office. There is no ventilation. So I'm painting <laughs> the office and the paint fumes, I was starting to smell it. And I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I painted probably. my office for like six straight hours. And I was like, I'm starting to get a lot worse at this. And then after I finished, I went to go do some paperwork. And I was like, I am blasted on paint fumes <laughs> right now. I was like, I can't do this paperwork. I've been barely... huffing fumes yeah. all day. I was really, really high on paint fumes. Yeah. Like, really high on it. Uh, well, the thing is, even, like, self-medicating, like, a lot of people use marijuana, especially because it's yeah. legal in a lot of places now, but but I think it gives you that same zombie effect that you were describing. Yeah. Like, if you choose to it use can. it. It can. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it can. Uh, you know, you I can you can get blackout drunk, people, or you can get slightly tipsy then, too. Yeah. You know, they say that the marijuana helps them, and then I observe that it clearly does not. Yeah, like <laughs> I know, I like, I, and I'm, I'm not. Sure it I'm, happens with me too. Yeah, I'm a big. I'm you know, we all are advocates for for marijuana in any use. I don't give a fuck if it's medical or recreational. But there is always right. everyone so, has that one friend. It's the meme. It's the joke online where they're just like, man, I do this because it really helps like level me out and make me cool. And then they're super baked, smell terrible, and they can't move. And you're, and you're, just and you're like, like snapping yeah, your fingers like, in front of them. This like, isn't yeah. called leveling you out. That's not what this is. That's not, that's not what's going on here. <laughs> Maybe inside the internal monologue is leveled out. But like, yeah. It, it, when the outside yeah. can't make themselves a bowl of cereal, you've gone too far. Right. Uh, uh, so so uh, I'm going to transition to my last closing yeah. icebreaker. Great, great time. Yeah, great time. All right. Uh, so this uh, <laughs> final closing icebreaker. Favorite animal movie character, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leap right in that again is because oddly Kevin's... specific, but okay, I'm listening. Favorite animal movie character, I'm gonna leap yeah, right yeah. in again because Kevin's gonna steal my answer on this one. <laughs> I I pre-chose my answers knowing. Uh, okay. Dunstan from Dunstan checked <laughs> in. So so you got so you got the. It's eight. a great monkey uh, movie for the record. 
It's the best monkey movie. It's the you best got, <laughs> You got this ape. He's raised to be a thief. So he comes into this hotel that's uh, owned by Jason Alexander, who plays George Costanza in Seinfeld. And Jason Alexander is like, Are we limiting ourselves hey, to live action only? Uh, no. And okay. any okay, you could you could pick Oliver from Oliver and Company. Okay. Any any just making sure animal movie oh, character. Doctor. I'm just choosing oh. Dunstan. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if I was to pick a backup, or if I was to pick a non-joke answer, probably Thomas O'Malley from the uh, uh, the Aristocats. Yeah, but, but stick with what you get. So so Dunstan's raised is like this rogue thief monkey. He's got a tragic backstory. He is an you orangutan. Learn... Yeah, so you learn... Well, that's a form. It's a it's form a, of ape. It's an ape. He's an ape. He's not a monkey. But it is a monkey movie because... He, he does He does have a tragic stuff. backstory. There is a moment where yeah. they hold a picture of his orangutan family in front of him, and they're like, you're never going to see him again, man. And he's very clearly upset. <laughs> you can tell from his yeah. very comically... They're, <laughs> they're being, like, tortured. It, it, does not, it does not hide it because he even makes references about how he beats the damn monkeys with whips and stuff. Like, it's not... It, it doesn't lay it on lightly. It goes pretty thick. So, so then you have Jason Alexander, who's, like, just trying to run a hotel. There's a big event happening this weekend. It's getting pretty serious. Yeah. He has to host this event for a bunch of rich people. And there is a monkey loose in his hotel. <laughs> and he is oh wreaking God. havoc. He yeah. steals some jewels. He's doing he some lock picking. massages a lady's buttocks. Yeah. Sure. And, and by massaging, he's, he's bongoing. Like, he's bongoing. He's bongoing a lady's yeah. buttocks. And she's like, she's, she's going, like, oh, oh, well, Esteban. Because the, her masseuse's <laughs> name was Esteban, but he walked out to get something. You know just how I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I'm done with, I can't. I, I, it's a beautiful It is the best monkey Dunstan movie. Checks. Uh, yeah so well he he checks in uh he checks in physically I, I think, but he really checks out emotionally yeah and yeah, then yeah. By the, by the no spoilers the... no spoilers we can't spoil but, oh to check in. Come well on, yeah. without without saying too much movie. just without just, saying yeah okay without saying too much by the end of the movie he checks out physically, but he checks in emotionally. There it is. And that's, yeah. and that's really what I like about yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's the big in summation. No, Dustin checks in. Both a joke and non-joke answer is a great choice. It actually is a pretty good Wait, movie. is this specifically movies? I'm sorry. It's not TV uh, shows. Favorite animal movie character. Son of a bitch. Uh, okay. Uh, Lucas, I'll, if you're I'll ready. Give you, I'll give you a TV character as a backup choice. Again, yeah, yeah, Tom, Thomas I'm... O'Malley from the Aristocats is probably Classic. the character Great that choice. I relate the most to as yeah. far as like an animal TV character or a movie character, I mean. No, it's, uh, it's I probably, flawless. I would probably have to go with uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, uh, that's a good choice. Uh, oh, I didn't even The close second would be Dodger, Billy Joel from uh, Oliver and Company. Uh, just because I think that I am as and then realize I'm just a homeless stray. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that. Uh, you cut out for a second. Oh, I, I think sometimes that I am just as cool as Dodger, but also recognize that I am just a homeless stray. You are neither of those that. things. <laughs> right. So that's why I went with Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Honorable mention for Dodger. I I picture Joel. I picture you Joel. as a Dodger type cool guy. Okay. Yeah. Not I don't Joel remember cool. uh, Oliver and Company well enough to refute these claims, so I'll let he it. He puts slide. the glasses on 
And he's, he's like dancing with the sausage links. He's like, dude, I haven't seen that movie in years. I'm, I'm streetwise. I'm going to it right now. I can improvise. I remember the song for. Oh, he's the main guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the main guy. Uh, well, Joel. Oliver's the main guy. Billy, That's Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Billy Joel, Billy Joel wrote the soundtrack. Dude. I mean, what I mean cool how much guy. cooler can you nah, get that, Billy That's Joel. pretty cool. That's a good choice. He's that's dancing on the piano, which which is being like moved by construction equipment. I, yeah, well, the opening cool. the opening musical number is like one of the most iconic Disney music numbers ever. It's just it's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so my um, honorable mention. I'm not gonna. I'll, I have a real answer, but my my. If it's not just movies, it's Laboon from One Piece. I'm a massive Laboon fan. I will never yeah. not talk about how much I fucking love Laboon. Um, one, of the great, one, of the, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, my official answer, though, would almost definitely be... Oh, I just thought of a second one. I was going to say The Elephant from Tarzan because I really love him in that movie. Oh, he's he's cool. phenomenal. <laughs> I love that guy. I can't remember his no, name. I'm, and I'm with my you. Heart. It's good. He's phenomenal. Good. Um, but no... Uh, I'm going to go with Shadow from uh, Homeward Bound. Oh, that's great. I thought of some Homeward Bounds. I thought about I, Chance. I thought I don't about Sassy. Like, I'm not a big Homeward Bound fan. It's one of Franny's favorite movies, and she watches it all the time. When I want to watch it, the rare occasion, I enjoy it. Shadows, though, his just just, oh, just his, Shadow. His old he's man so arc, like yeah. when he falls yeah. into the pit. And yeah. he's like, just go on without me. Don't, no, don't. I can't do that I right now. I can't do this right, right now. now. It is one of the most insanely sad moments in in cinema history. Guess yeah, me. It is. Me. <gasps> it is. <gasps> Mr. Bojangles from the Green Mile. Oh, that would have been a good choice too. He. Uh, and and if I was taking a a third choice, Baloo from the Jungle Book. That is a classic. Baloo is a classic. Apu from Aladdin's probably a, a third for me. Apu's a classic. So, um, all right. Well, that'll wrap up uh, this week's episode of Men of the Machine. It has been myself, Kevin, Charles, and Lucas. And I'm not, I almost, you got in my head. I almost said, see you next Tuesday. You almost, see you. yeah, see you no, next you Tuesday. Got you. And thanks for listening. I just thought it was funny. <laughs>